My entitled brother fakes a mental illness just to milk my parents of their retirement savings. And after years of putting up with this garbage, the truth finally comes out. And I've never been more angry and disappointed in anyone in my life. Here's what happened. So I grew up in a middle class family in a low income area. My parents had a tendency to spoil my older brother far more than me, mostly because I was the quiet one who never spoke up. This resulted in my brother getting his way more often than me. It was nothing blatant, but it was enough to give him an entitlement complex a mile wide. When my brother was a teenager, he struggled with some serious mental illnesses. These were absolutely legitimate, and they did cripple his ability to function for several years. My parents were obviously very concerned for him, and so they willingly paid top dollar for the best psychiatrist and psychologist that they could find to help him. By the time I was ready to go to a different city to start university, my brother was at a stage where he was ready to go as well. It was then decided that he would go to a university in the same city as me, and we would live together. My parents offered to pay for our rent all the way through university, so us flatting together obviously made a lot of financial sense for them. We would have to pay for everything else out of our student loans. Everything was set. We had found a good student flat, settled in, and everything was just there. He had a new care team in this new city. Unfortunately, my brother had an episode on his first day that resulted in him not going to class. This meant that he was removed from his program with the option of starting again in the second semester. Now, the obvious, logical, and sensible thing to do in that situation is for my brother to go home while I found a roommate to take the spare bedroom and he could move back up and try again next semester. But my brother didn't like that idea. You see, he always hated living at home. He would always whine about how old our house was or how poor our neighborhood looked. Our neighborhood was lovely, by the way. There was a great sense of community and I always loved it there. But he felt that he deserved better. The next thing we knew, his new psychologist was written a letter to my parents stating that it would be a good idea to allow him to stay living in the new city to allow him to acclimate to his surroundings. My parents followed this advice and allowed him to stay. They replaced his weekly loan amount with an allowance of the same value and thought everything would move forward from there. This worked for a few weeks, but my brother started to hound my parents for more money. You see, he wasn't a student, so in his mind, why should he have to live like a student? No instant noodles and TV dinners for him. He wanted steak and lamb for dinner. He wanted to go to nice restaurants with his friends and go shopping whenever he felt like it. He wanted a new iPhone and a new MacBook because his was slow. And it's at this point I saw just how entitled my brother could be as he started to do something that I honestly never thought he would do. My parents eventually gave in and doubled his allowance. Second semester rolls around and my brother hasn't even bothered enrolling. My parents weren't happy, but his psychologist writes him another letter and so it continues. Fast forward three years and I am graduating with a job offer from my university in my field. The apartment is nice and convenient to my new job, so I continue to live there. Only now I pay for my half of the rent and utilities. My brother is still not working or studying, and his allowance is now almost equal to my salary. Every time my parents try to force him home, his psychologist writes another letter, and my parents' trust in my brother's care team was high. They did save his life after all. By this point, my parents are just paying for his half of the utilities directly on top of his allowance. I suggested to my parents to get a second medical opinion, as he had been seeing this psychologist almost weekly for three years with no improvement. But my brother flat out refuses. He likes her. She apparently speaks to his soul or whatever that means. About a year and a half after I graduate, our landlord decides to sell the apartment and the new owners want to live there. This is a normal thing that happens and I'm not really bothered by this. 
this. I wanted to take the opportunity to live at my own place. I have a serious girlfriend whom I want to eventually marry, so I would like my own place that she could one day move into. And I also just generally wanted to move on with my adult life. But my parents didn't want my brother living on his own just yet. And again, he is refusing to come home. They begged me to stay for just one more year while they figure out an arrangement for him. We did get a rather short notice to move, so I can understand this. And one more year won't really matter too much to me, to be completely honest. So apartment hunting we go. And my brother goes fully off the entitlement deep end. He will only view apartments well outside our price range. Anything within budget is either too old or too small, or just too dark and ugly. He wants a new modern apartment in an expensive suburb right smack dab in the heart of the city. His psychologist writes another letter, outlining the importance of a comfortable environment for him. My parents cave once again and agree to pay his rent for his dream apartment for us, but I can't afford half of the new rent. They compromise with me and I only have to pay the same rent as I paid before, which was barely one third of the new rent at this new place. It was a beautiful apartment, so I was okay with the deal even though I wasn't happy. Unfortunately, my brother is now used to getting everything that he wants or needs. He starts asking me to pay for more and more of his groceries. Idiot me thinking that my mom and dad had cut down on his allowance, now that the rent is so expensive, agreed to take up some of the slack. And that was a big mistake. They were still giving him the same amount. He just wanted more. He starts asking for more and more things, and then whines to his mom when I don't give it to him. My parents cave over and over again, and get him whatever he wants. A new computer, a new MacBook, a new phone. I mean, he even got a new car. Up until this point, my parents could afford all of this and still save something for their retirement. My mom was completely honest with me about their finances, as when the time came, the power of attorney would transfer to me, so she wanted me to know where they stood. They were on track for a long, comfortable retirement. But then my dad unfortunately lost his job through very unusual circumstances. His company just straight up disappeared, and his boss left the country. This messed my dad up for quite a while, and he decided it was time to kick back and enjoy an early retirement. He was only two years short of retirement age anyways. My brother was furious. He would rage about how dad had betrayed him for not continuing to work to fund his lifestyle. He would regularly yell at my mom over the phone, saying that he expects them to continue to support him because he deserves the security of the lifestyle that he has earned. I laughed my butt off at that line, which turned into another long fight but was totally worth it. I knew that without dad's income, my parents couldn't afford the rent where we lived, so I decided to force the issue, and I moved out on my own. I had hoped that this would result in my brother's moving as well, but alas, his psychologist wrote another letter, and he continued to live there. I moved on with my life. I got married. I went back to university. I bought a house. I did grown-up stuff. Five years go by, and I have virtually no contact with my brother. I'm visiting my parents one day, and when I take them out for lunch, my mom breaks down crying because she can't pay. It turns out my brother had been blackmailing my parents to continue to support him, saying that if they didn't, he would end up homeless and it would be all their fault. He still had the support of his medical team and my parents didn't know what to do. He had burned through nearly 20 years worth of retirement savings since I moved out. My parents were both forced to go back to work to try and stretch out their retirement savings. I decided to visit this psychologist myself only to find out that she's one of those people that will tell people exactly what they want to hear so that they keep getting money. And it's very predatory and it was enabling my brother because he was now a cash cow for her. Our family was furious. Turns out my brother had been recovered since his first year living away from home. He was perfect
perfectly able to work or study. He just didn't want to. And so she wrote him those bogus letters just to let him get away with it. He decided to milk my parents of their savings to fund his lifestyle because apparently he had earned it and they owed him for not giving him what he wanted when he was younger. When confronted about it, he was entirely unapologetic. As far as he was concerned, he was entitled to everything he got and then some. It's been a few years since then and my parents have completely cut him off. They are surviving, but within a few years, I will probably end up having to support them. I have no issue with this. I'm their son and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do so, but it breaks my dad's heart knowing this. He grew up dirt poor and worked his butt off to provide for us, only to see it all disappear because of my selfish brother. The psychologist had their license suspended after my parents laid a complaint. I don't know if it was temporary or not, but I hope it was permanent. As for my brother, he works a dead-end retail job with a live-in boyfriend who pays for almost everything. He is still an entitled jerk and I only see him during Christmas. I just want to emphasize that my brother had legitimate mental health issues. I do not want to take away from that at all. He just chose to willfully deceive everyone about the severity in order to demand that everyone else give him the life that he deserves. And before you ask, no, his mental illness did not contribute towards this attitude. It's not that sort of illness. My brother is just an entitled jerk. Wow, that is honestly awful. I can't imagine the turmoil your parents are going through. Like, seriously, their entire life savings has just been taken away by their spoiled son who just took it from them. And willingly at that. I mean, it's so bad first off that the psychiatrist was acting that way and just writing notes and letters just to get more money out of this family. But it's also so horrible that the original poster's brother would be willing to do this to their parents. I mean, you have to have some serious lack of morals to let that happen in your life. But you know what? At least everybody now knows the truth. And this brother is basically ostracized from the family. And hopefully for the sake of the original poster's family, their mom and dad are able to have some semblance of a retirement, even though the original poster's brother basically took that away from them. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. Two cashiers are hassled by two different Karens in the same day, all while I'm trying to go to the supermarket and get my groceries. And I'm still incredibly shocked by this level of entitlement. Here's what happened. So in the country that I live in, it's common for people to do one big shopping trip per month right after they get paid. I'm not sure how it works in other countries, but just to let you know, during the first week of the month, it's impossible to go to the supermarket without knowing that you'll have to wait at least an hour in line. And that's on a good day. So people are naturally irritable and very nervous already. So here it goes. I was shopping for my house and my dad was shopping for his. My siblings were all with my dad. We finished our shopping and when it was time to pay, we split up into two different checkout lines. I went to a regular line and my dad went to a priority service line. Now, my sister has Asperger's and cerebral palsy, which you would hardly notice due to years of physiotherapy. My other brother also has a different degree of autism, which is the more common type where you see kids not eating, refusing to speak, having an angry outburst, and so on. It's not as severe as him not being able to speak, but if something bothers him, he has rage outbursts that honestly, if I were in my parents' place, I wouldn't have the patience to deal with. So there we were, me in the right checkout line and my dad is in the left one. My line was much longer, with about five full shopping carts ahead of me, but my dad's line only had two, and he was the last one in his line. I don't know who was the first person, since I didn't pay attention, but then a few minutes later, I saw a woman with fire in her eyes approaching my dad's shopping cart. She was 
was with her husband in a baby carriage with a very young child, maybe six months old or less. Even though there was no one behind my dad and both lines were long, she parked the baby carriage right next to his, almost pushing my siblings who were standing there. When she saw my little brother sitting in a milk crate inside the cart, her anger didn't go away. She just had to find another victim. She couldn't scream at my dad anymore, so she looked ahead and saw the couple. It was a couple with a younger daughter around six years old. They had a very full shopping cart, more than most people, and they were starting to scan their items. Karen number one then started complaining to my dad, still standing beside the couple, leaving her husband uncomfortably behind about how there were people who go where they shouldn't and that they shouldn't be shopping in that line. Then the woman had a rage outburst, pushing my sister aside and intervening between her and the family, demanding that they leave, saying they shouldn't even be allowed there. The cashier, the poor thing, was taken aback, as well as the family and half the people there were watching the scene. She demanded that they leave and call the manager to demonstrate how absurd it was. The family offered to move to another line, but at that moment, the manager arrived and allowed the family to proceed with their shopping, informing the woman that she should wait. This entitled Karen went berserk. She returned to the baby carriage and started yelling and talking to my dad about it. She then tried to incite my dad to do something about it too. Her husband was quiet in the line, and my dad just nodded and tried to change the subject. And it's right about then that I decided to intervene, as I simply couldn't take this anymore. I said to her, look, my mom always taught me to never do that. It's extremely rude after all. How can you know if someone has a disability or not? My sister has autism, but she doesn't have a sign hanging on her. You would never know. So out of politeness, don't scream at people. Karen number one looks at me and says, they don't have anything. At this point, she seemed embarrassed. Not as much as my poor sister, who by this point looked like a tomato. The Karen completely went insane by my comment, and I swear I made it in a polite manner. I don't like arguing with people like that, but that woman was extremely loud and disruptive. She started screaming and getting angry, took out her phone and shoved it in the cashier's face, filming everything, yelling that she was going to take everyone to court and that it was absurd, and that she was going to report it to the owners and all that talk. Then, when she realized her gesture wasn't getting her anywhere, she stormed off angrily and went to another checkout line. By the way, she went to the business checkout, where it's for people buying with business numbers, but somehow they allowed her to go through, I guess just to avoid any more drama. The cashier was visibly nervous. I felt really sorry for her, so I continued scanning my items anyways because my line was moving faster. One thing to note, in the right checkout line, I was basically with my back to my dad, facing the checkout on the other side. Then something caught my attention when a woman exclaimed out loud the word what, and she basically screamed it at this point. The cashier on my right was serving an elderly couple, while behind them, in line, there was a mother, who is Karen number two of this story, as well as her teenage daughter. The cashier repeated herself, and this time, I heard her say that it might take a little bit longer, because they were having a problem. Karen number two then said, did I ask you for something? Why are you telling me this? The right cashier says, ma'am, I was just informing you, and before they could even continue any further, the second Karen cut them off. I don't want to know. I didn't ask you for anything. Just do your job. The cashier didn't really know what to do, so she repeated that she was just letting them know it might take a little bit longer, and the woman went absolutely crazy. This second Karen was incredibly hostile, I would definitely say, while Karen number one just seemed crazy. I honestly would have been interested to see a fight between the two of them. The cashier looked at the manager who was behind me, and then at me. I just shrugged and laughed, because the situation was so surreal. I heard this Karen insulting and cursing the cashier to her daughter, but I didn't pay much attention. 
station, and I couldn't hear it clearly, but the cashier just smiled a little and continued her work. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I went to help my dad pack his things, I talked to the cashier who was filmed, and she admitted that she was shaking. My siblings and I laughed about the situation and tried to lighten the mood. In the end, she said something that was really nice. She said, It's so nice to serve nice people after that. I was almost about to quit because I was so nervous, and I don't know how to handle this. We comforted her, and then we left. Neither Karen 1 nor Karen 2 had left yet, and maybe this wasn't even the end of the story, but it was what I could see. And it was basically two Karens, one on each side, all in less than 10 minutes. And honestly, I really think that has to be a record. That is crazy that you would see two Karens at one time, both of them being incredibly snotty and snobbish in the checkout line. Like, first off, they need to chill out. Just be patient and wait your turn. Like, are you really in that big of a rush? I bet all they were going to do when they checked out and left the store was go home and just sit on their phone. It's not like they have some important meeting to get to. Like, come on. So good for the original poster for being the nice customer that all of us want to be. Those cashiers did not deserve to get treated that way. And the fact that you were kind to them and showed some level of comfort really does make a huge difference. My wife has become very depressed after she sent $25,000 to a scammer behind my back. And now I seriously don't know what to do. My wife of eight years fell victim to a scam. In this scam, she sent roughly $25,000 to the scammer who promised to transfer $10 million to her. And this was all so that she could help some people in Africa. So it was well intended, but she did not seek my counsel initially. After she sent $6,000, she then approached me and I pointed out the red flags in the story. She prayed about it and felt that God had told her it was the right thing to do. And this became a point of contention in our marriage for the last three months. She opened and maxed out two credit cards to keep it from me. She never lied to me when I asked her about it, but certainly avoided telling me the truth. This bled into our normal lives as well. She used to call and text me about her days, as well as about things that she has questions about. But now she's withdrawn from me except for the day-to-day items that she needs to keep the family running. I honestly feel similar to having been cheated on, but it just feels more like a financial affair. I obviously have trust issues when it comes to money with her. I've opened separate accounts and taken her name off of my credit cards. There isn't anything left of our savings, including our emergency savings. I have cut my spending back tremendously. I used to eat out twice a week and bring food from home 
home the other three days. But now, if I'm ever gonna eat out, I only bring food from home. I haven't bought a new video game in the last three months. This has impacted my life and limited what I can do. I understand that she is who I married and have no interest in divorce. I accept this hardship that she brought upon us. I just want to move beyond this and grow back together. This brings me to the point that I'm writing for advice about. She told the scammer she isn't sending any more money. They are still in communication, but the scam is starting to fall apart. My wife is becoming more and more depressed as it does. She says this gave her a lot of purpose in her life. I want to comfort her and do whatever I can to bring her out of her depression. I know that time will be my best friend, but I also know that I can do things to help out. But I'm still so angry at her for spending our entire savings and racking up credit card debt. How can I comfort her without condoning her actions? What should I do? Okay, first and foremost, I have so many questions. My first one being, why is she still in contact with the scammer? I mean, she's gotta know that this is a scam by this point, right? Like, it's all falling apart. She's seeing the dots get connected, and she's recognizing that, wait a second, this really is a bad thing. And sure, she's depressed and she feels guilty and all this other stuff, but if she really wants to find any kind of reconciliation about this, she needs to cut off this scammer like right away. This person stole $25,000 from her. She depleted your savings and maxed out some credit cards. If she wants to feel good about herself and start to climb out of this depressive episode, she needs to cut off communication with this person because this person is not trying to help them. They are preying upon her kindness and her generosity just to try and suck more money out of your pockets. And you know what? I would be upset as well. I would be furious if my partner betrayed my trust like that because there are so many reputable ways to actually help people locally in your community where you will know exactly where your money's going and you won't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars in the process just to participate in those activities. Like she made a life-changing financial decision behind your back. That has messed up on so many levels. So hopefully the two of you can figure this one out because from the sounds of it, your wife messed up big time and she needs to cut off this scammer right away if she ever wants to find help. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.